Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Niche Podcast about the one thing that I know something about, game shows. I suppose I am your host, Jordan Haas. This is one of the strangest episodes, not because it's on Patreon, which makes it exclusive, but more because it's a game show that a lot of people remember, a lot of people love, and I'll admit I do too, but it's not really one that I can really be talking about for a long period of time, if that makes sense. Uh, That game show is Blockbusters. Now, I love Blockbusters. But uh, when I originally made my list of important game shows, uh, I wanted to talk blockbusters because I think that is a unique gimmick. Are two heads better than one? Uh, and, and the hexagon board and the basically the crossword clues kind of answers. I thought though that's very innovative stuff. But then I realized like, wait a minute, I just kind of can just sweep through an entire episode about like 20 minutes and not have anything left to say. So this could be very quick, and this could be very bad. <laughs> uh, that I decided, eh, just spend the time to talk about it now. Just talk about whatever I know about about blockbusters. Uh, upload it on the Patreon, and if it's like thirty minutes, whatever. It's 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 a content. That's the Patreon guarantee. That's going to be my new catchphrase: the Patreon guarantee. It's a content. Uh, so today's episode is Blockbusters. Uh, it's one of the unique quiz games of all time. Famous more in the UK than it is in America, believe it or not. I'm, I'm still trying to fathom around that story. Um, the original version of Blockbusters was in 1980, hosted by Bill Cullen, uh, with Bob Hilton as an announcer. Uh, and it's a straightforward quiz show, if that makes sense. So the original Blockbusters, which you haven't heard the theme song for, uh, it it's uh, it's it's a weird kind of like jazzy kind of song, like a I'm getting kind of weird. <laughs> anyway. The game is always played, and I say always, even though at some point it wasn't, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. It's always played on a 4x5 grid, uh, made to look like honeycombs uh, because they're all hexagons. This is crucial to the game, as the position of the honeycombs make it so every connected hexagon can move from one side to the other, which means you can move up and down or left to right. Uh, So if you are a player who moves from up to down, uh, screwing up is okay because you will have three chances to move up and down. Whereas if you were uh, going from left to right, you will need to get five right, but you will have two options to move uh, left to right. Uh, So what makes this interesting is the strategy involved is a lot of blocking and defensing. Much like, say, much like tic-tac-toe, shall we say. But unlike these kind of uh, game shows, it also plays in a very cool fashion because it's played with 20 letters of the alphabet and they never match. So get 26 letters, shuffle it up, remove six, and put it in. Most likely there wouldn't be an X, but you never know. It's played always the same. It's a team of two versus a team of one, except for that one version. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. 
The team of two is always matched up by a connection. Their family, their friends, their neighbors. Uh, they both go to the same school. You never know. Uh, but then the solo player is always just a one player. And this is what makes the game work. This is blockbusters in a nutshell. It's a test to see if two heads are better than one in a game of blockbusters. If you're the solo player, you're the one person, you just need to go up to down, which is just four correct answers if you're playing perfectly. While if you are the uh, duo, the duo, uh, you have to go from left to right, which is five correct answers. That means that the solo player technically has an advantage over the duo, but not in terms of two people, which means that, hey, uh, the duo works as a team uh, when answering a question. So of the board of 20, it's all letters of the alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z, but shuffle up to six. One is randomly chosen to start the round. Uh, and we'll go with like, um, what F is a, a city in Germany that may have created the hot dog. You would ring in and say Frankfurt. This isn't really a cerebral trivia questions. I'm not gonna lie. This is this is really a simple trivia, and I think that's what makes this show work. Is when the questions can be general knowledge and obvious. So, uh, what S is a photo of a person with just themselves? using the front-facing camera on a smartphone, a selfie. So as it is a game of two against one, there are three buzzers on podiums, uh, two of which belong to the duo, which can, if buzzed in, will lock in the one player, but then also lock in the entire duo set, meaning they're the only ones that get to uh, ring in on this one question. And one is just the solo player. If the solo buzzes in and gets it right, the board turns their color, uh, which is sometimes red, sometimes white. Of course, in the UK, it's blue and white, but eh, let's just move on. Uh, and if it's the duo, it lights up their color, which is blue or white. If they ring in with an incorrect answer, the play passes to the opponent who can give a correct answer. That is dangerous for the solo because that means the duo, just one of them has to buzz in. They don't confer, but they can ring in. If neither of them get it right, nothing happens to that square, and another letter shows up. So instead of what S to the selfie, then it'll be like, what S is sometimes called a schooner in some circles? Buzz in to say sailboat. It really helps if you're good at uh, crossword puzzles. What I find fascinating is this is a Mark Goodson, Bill Tondon production. Many people should know by now that Mark Goodson, Bill Tondon, rarely do quiz that is something that they just don't really do but the creator of the game is one by the name of steve ryan if you don't know who steve ryan is well let me tell you he is one of the best names in the game show world he's a legendary puzzle maker who worked for goodson Tobman in the 1980s uh, and is responsible for many lottery game shows you might remember such as the big spin wheel uh, Illinois Instant Riches, Flamingo Fortune, Powerball the Game Show, and that's not including his services as a puzzle maker, creating not just the Hexagon Grizz they saw in Blockbusters, but also the iconic Rebus puzzles that would show up in Concentration. So you can blame him for if you never figured out what a uh, 
what a constant concentration puzzle is. He's also responsible for catchphrases. So anything that was a visual puzzle, which is a highlight of a lot of Goodsman Tommen shows, such as body language, catchphrase, password plus, and even trivia tramp, uh, could all be attributed to Steve Ryan. So I thank him for this Blockbusters game show more than a lot of people would. Because this is simply put, crossword puzzle game show mixed with hexes the the board game and i should point out here as we have gone through the journey on the original podcast talking about game shows goodson tommen was always famous for not really doing quiz shows but they have done a few quizzes in the past the most iconic one is 1946 a show called winner take all uh according to my friend adam who wrote game shows faq winner take all is one of the most iconic game shows out there if never and you never heard of it why because this was the first quiz show that incorporated the most iconic element of a game show ever the buzzer think about every quiz show you think of and you think of that you hit the button and it goes like or or something or a good ding 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 that was winner take all of course game show scandals would occur and this and they made their living off uh things that could not be pretty much uh, considered uh, like lying to the national public so you had games like spin to win you had things like uh what's my line beat the clock oh i should probably do beat the well should i do beat the clock i don't uh say when what's going on basically all the panel game shows of the iconic era blockbusters was a modern day quiz show of the 1980 81 82 so the solo player just has to move up to down, four answers, duo, five answers, left to right. Of course, because this is a game of hexes, strategy is key. It, you could get blocked. So what you occasionally see on the show is players get the last one right, and then the second question to try and get left to right, causing another block. In fact, the idea to be a blockbuster is to simply put, once you go left to right, you block your opponent from ever reaching the other side of the board. The only bad thing that came out of Blockbusters was that this was premiering at a time when NBC wanted to replace David Letterman. They had three game shows, canceled all for Dave, and now they canceled Dave to put in new game shows. And the scoring was all scattered originally. So, I, I just want to get through the, the original version is if you win once, if you are the first to go left to right, you get to go to the bonus round uh, for $2,500, uh, and then you'll get to be playing for $5,000. Uh, but, but then it later became a, you win $500, and the best two out of three goes on to play for the 5000 If it was the duo team that won... One of the two would show up to the final round. If it's the solo player, the solo, of course, goes to the bonus round because you have no one else but yourself. And because they had to mess it up, they had re- like returning champions. If you win, you can win up to eight times. Then it was 10, then 20. Uh, and following the second increase, several undefeated 10-time champions were invited back to try and return to the show. But now we go on to the second part of the show. So you won the blockbusters. You you went up to down or left to right twice. We'll say two out of three because I to me, that is what blockbusters is. If you get two games out of three, you move on to the gold run. 
The Gold Run works like this. It's played exactly like the original Blockbusters, a 4x5 grid, but this time around, instead of just 20 random letters, you're now going to get initials to something. For instance, B.O., 44th President of the United States, Barack Obama. T.T., social media app famous for overdubbing uh, popular videos, TikTok. T.D.W.P., 2006 film starring Meryl Streep based off a 2003 novel written by Lauren Weisberger, The Devil Wears Prada. It's always an initial, and it's always two, three, or four letters. I think I've seen five once, but I'm not sure. This time around, it's not played going up and down, but rather left through right, no matter if you're the duo or the solo player. You call a letter, the timer is ticking, you get your clue. If you're right, it lights up gold. If you fail, you it lights up black, which means you lost your spot. So you have to connect from left to right, gold to gold, to win the money, which is $5,000. Unless, of course, we're talking about the UK game show. But more on that in just a bit, folks, okay? Just a little bit. Just give me some time. So what you get is a very quick-fire trivia show. And it becomes like people are, are about to lose their cool once they get something wrong around the third or fourth answer because now they have to work around a, a solo spot. So now they have to get five right or six right or seven right. And that's when they start uh, either passing or they start in desperation mode. Now, if they fail the gold run, it's $100 per correct answer. Originally, it was called the gold rush, probably because gold. Uh, but then it became gold run. Now... The thing with this game was it was very unique, very puzzling, very good trivia, lots of play along, but it only lasted a few years. It got canceled in 1982, and people were kind of going, well, I don't really know about this. And Bill Cullen was a fantastic host for this. Bill Cullen is one of the greatest game show hosts ever devised, so he could sell just about any show. When we get to 1987, they decided to reboot the show yet again, less than about about five years, half a decade, well into the 80s. There's a new version featuring uh, 1987's iconic blockbusters. But this time around, they decided to not do is two heads better than one. Instead, they decided we're going with a 4x4 grid. So there's solo players in a head-to-head -head battle of 16 clues in a best two out of three format. If you win the game, you get $100. And you get to keep playing until you win 10 matches or were defeated. Whoever can win the game goes on to the gold run. Play exactly like before, left to right in 60 seconds to win $5,000. But then, because of an act of desperation, because the viewership was going down, they thought, let's throw money at it. And they created a recurring jackpot, which started at $5,000 and went up $5,000 every time it wasn't won. But no matter what happened, you got $100 per correct answer. And as you can expect, that show, even though Bill Rafferty is a very funny host, he's not really the best at being a trivia guy, if that makes sense. Give him a Wheel of Fortune, give him a Card Sharks, but uh, Blockbusters really wasn't his strong suit. 
and that show uh, crashed and burned, shall we say. It fizzled and ended in its first year. According to wikipedia.org, 372 episodes were made of the original Bill Cullen era and 85 of Bill Rafferty's. So, I mean, it's not necessarily a failure considering a Monday through Friday game show in daytime on NBC, but it didn't really get the cult phenomenon that would be when it goes into a new retooled format in Britain. Yes, it's another one of those great game show ideas. So Blockbusters, even though it kind of was okay here, much like Catchphrase, uh, Blockbusters became a huge success over in the UK. Thousands of episodes have been created. And, and tons of ideas to how to reboot the show since its original version. It debuted in, I believe, 1983 on ITV. ITV, the game show people. And it was hosted by a guy named Bob Holness. Bob Holness was kind of an attempt, it was kind of a Bill Cullen for, for Britain. And yes, many of you Bond experts will know Bob Holness played Radio James Bond. So, good catch. Uh, he presented a lot of radio shows on BBC. Uh, he did a lot of news and was a news anchor uh, from 1983 to 94, hosted Blockbusters. And this is where we get to go with why did the show work in the UK? Well, for starters, they're not going to throw $5,000 or 5,000 pounds or even 1,000 pounds to contestants. On this version of the show, they give away vacations if you complete the gold run. And you win money based on each square you acquire as well. At value, five pounds. Yeah, five five quid. I mean, you think 80s, so five quid's a pizza. You want a pizza. Now, and it's worse, if you were the duo, you have to split that five, so you only get two quid fitty. So, I, I look, money's no object on this show. But it makes sense when you consider the contestant pool was not ordinary adults. We're not getting the moms. We're not getting the family members. We're instead getting teenagers. Uh, in Britain, they're called six formers. I like to say high school juniors and seniors because I'm American. And I can't really convince anyone else that at all. So 16, 17, sometimes 18-year-olds participate on blockbusters. They're just about to go to college and Bob Holness, the sweetest news anchor in the world, gets to talk to these kids. And as you can expect, it's actually not as bad as you might think. Because unlike University Challenge, which already had college students, this is a teen show, which means uh, most of the time, Bob Holness would just talk to the kids like, hey, what are you interested in? What do you want to go to college and study? Are you thinking of being a doctor, a lawyer, what, what, what kind of thing? Wow, that's fascinating. And actually act interested because there was no act he really cared for a lot of the contestants on the show rather they wanted to study english and literature or they wanted to just go into a science field he was fascinated by it and to me that was kind of like a really interesting thing and to me watching that tells me wait they actually have a good audience here because if this show airs at the right time which is right after school for these kids they can watch this, and this could be treated as their version of Jeopardy, and in many ways it kind of was. 
So what I love most about blockbusters, both in the U.S. and the U.K. version, besides the questions, because I feel smart, is that they have a lot of tech involved with it. you got to think 1980s here, and it is a bunch of slides. It's all slide projectors, as in, like, next slide, please. And they use that for the show. And you got to think, each of those slides has, we'll go for the blockbusters U.K., each of this, these hexagons will have to be projected into the respective hexagons in the game. But not only that, but as it's projected, there's different slides. There's Each of them have a different letter from A through Z. Say it's UK, but I'll say Z. Uh, and others, uh, B, Q, X, they're still there. But besides that slide, there's a blue slide and a light slide. Depending on who rang in, that's going to light up that respective color. And... Because tech is always fascinating. When they're one block away from winning, the entire game board flashes that respective color to know that they're one away from winning the game and getting a Blockbusters. But what I think is the most fascinating part of Blockbusters is, yes, you had this really jazzy version of Blockbusters in the U.S., you know, that, that or whatever was that weird stock sound in the 80s with Rafferty. This one has one of the coolest, and I am not kidding, coolest game show themes of all time. This screams joyful. This screams futuristic, bizarre cyberpunk. This scream. This is like to me like the. This is like a weird like. This is the '80s. This is the '80s song. Like if you're telling me like, what is the most '80s theme tune you can ever think of? The theme tune to Blockbusters could probably be that. At least in my mind. Like, even more than Press Your Luck. I now love synth, but this is way more synth than you can expect. And the theme song is like, here's floating hexagons in space, and here's different Greek gods, and here's different things. Almost like how Jeopardy does it now. And if you ever see the Jeopardy credits, you know how it's like, here's like an airplane and plants and all sorts of weird stuff. That was that, but framed inside these hexagons that kept flipping. And as it's flipping, and you're seeing like the space motive and... These this faux LED light set because it's not real LEDs. It's the only real LEDs are actually like in the podium. But as you're hearing this, you're hearing like sorry i just love that theme song so much i think that's kind of why i wanted to do this episode it's like this is one of the greatest theme songs of any game show i've ever heard and uh the theme song on this version is from ed welsh uh, who did update music and every other version uh, of the show. Uh, they tried to do something similar in 97, but wasn't the official tune. And then they reformatted it for a challenge when they did a reboot, and again for Comedy Central. And as a, as a fun fact, according to uh, resources, uh, Fifth Symphony is also in the, in the credits to add even more artsy smart to the show. And I gotta be honest, 
Blockbusters has one of the greatest intros because then they went like space, they had like sci-fi, and then they had one where it's like, what if the hexagons was like a spaceship and they're floating in space like it's Blade Runner, and it's like, this is actually fucking cool. This is like a really cool like intro to get you pumped for what is essentially just a bare bones quiz show, <laughs> but... It doesn't matter. You're hearing do 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 and then if you win blockbusters, do 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 Let's play blockbusters. Do 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 It just I think it's just that that little stinger is just upbeat enough that I just get excited every single time I hear it. In fact, I really want to try that right now. I want to pretend I can be like a host again. Remember when I wanted to be a game show host? That was fun. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> Let's play Blockbusters. Doing the toss-up, starting on the L. What L is a famous garland associated with Hawaii where many residents get to mean aloha? Lay is correct. Ding. It turns blue. You have control. Which layer do you want to play? All right. So what I love about this is not just Bob Holness interacting with the with the with these cup with these kids, uh, talking about like their aspirations and dreams, but also a lot of them bring in a little trinket, a, a little toy, a little doll, a little mascot as they're called. They're called mascots uh, to serve as kind of like a, a cheerful friend to them. So sometimes it's like their their favorite little plush bear that they grew up with other times it's their school mascot other times it really is just like uh, i just made this in in like shop class it's like just a some googly eyes glued to something else and it's this version of blockbusters where it's just like i can see it it's enjoyable i'm here for it i'm here for this blockbusters this is the kind of blockbusters i wanted i want to i want to watch more and learn more about all these people because it's still too versus one it's still the same quiz left to right up and down but what i like also about this game because I, i'm going to keep going through it is when you get to so yes they're winning like the like maybe like 40 40 quid at at the end of the day 40 40 pounds uh the winning team goes on to the gold run but instead of playing for money they get to play for a very cool prize it's played exactly like it is in America. Go from left to right. There's initials, two, three, four, or five. And you just got to go gold to gold. And if you do, within 60 seconds, you win an incredible prize. And the more you play on, the more you, you keep winning challenges and coming back to go into the gold run. It might be like, for instance, uh, portable headphones. Like, I think teenager stuff. Like, headphones an encyclopedia set later it would be things like computers and then as it grew on it would be more adventurous it'd be more vacation so it would be you're going backpacking into this area you're going to france for for a lovely weekend you're going to amsterdam you're going here you're going there yes sometimes it even is like you're going to orlando to disney because it's a game show obviously (laughs) If they didn't get, uh, for everyone they got right, it's just 10 pounds, which is one-tenth of $100 you would have gotten on the Bill Rafferty version. Um, but the money is okay, because uh, there were still incredible prizes to be given away. And most of the time, it was you can win up to five times before you retire. We bring in new players. 
except for the most recent version, but we're getting to that in just a while. It takes a while. So Bob Holness reads clues, and it's always iconic, you know, what S uh, is the lady who sells she's shells down by the she's store, <laughs> uh, or what C is a person who makes shoes a cobbler. But the more iconic catchphrase of, of this game show is something that I would associate more with like a countdown or if you told me that was the cat like the big silly joke on the show like what don't even get that joke on like wheel of fortune but it is the iconic phrase so what letter would you like can I have a P please Bob and oh everyone would laugh and laugh because P means urine so it's kind of like telling a guy you need to go to the bathroom to you gotta piss yourself if you don't laugh it's still funny even in 2019 but yes it 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 was such a fun show and the best part about old blockbusters is bob holness when the show is about to end he does this like amazing like hand point to the camera something's like i always associate with like like game shows like a salon like a you know that like a tap to the head and point out like hey goodbye do you kind of see like anime these days you know like like you're so long and then like point to the camera with your full hand out like you're about to give a big old handshake and as they record almost a full week of shows in one day because they're only half hour the last show on the day everyone in the audience gets to do the iconic hand jive I, look, it's an audio podcast. You just got to take my word for it that I'm doing the hand jive. So follow my lead. Like, it's Darren's Dance Grooves. Uh, slap, lap, then a hand clap, then a hand shimmy, you know, kind of like the tequila thing. Hot potato, you pound your fist left and then right, then a lazy hand roll to the left and a lazy hand roll to the right. So slap, lap twice, hand clap twice, hand shimmy one way, hand shimmy the other way, hot potato right, hot potato left, lazy hand twirl, lazy hand twirl, let's do it. That's how you do the hand jive on Blockbusters. <laughs> Why am I embarrassing myself for Patreon? I do not know. But it's it's worth it's fun. So the, they do that every Friday. When the, when the tape lock ends and they air it and and it's like oh very fun because that's the way to close out the week is the little dance with the audience and then we'll see you on Monday with either the return of the game or something else. But yes, uh, seeing the kids play was obviously very fun. It jumbled. It jumbled when it went to ninety three. It went to Sky One. It became a Sky Show. And when it went to Sky, it was still hosted by Bob Holness, but this time was only for the last two years. Eventually, he would essentially be done with the show. And it would get canceled in 1995. That would be, of course, everyone would be like upset about that. But, hey, 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 let me tell you something interesting about blockbusters here. Uh, Blockbusters was one of the very first uh, game shows to be repurposed over on Challenge. 
Challenge is basically their equivalent of the Game Show Network. When it originally launched, it was the Family Channel, which is kind of like the Christian Broadcasting Network's Family Channel. We talked about that with game shows like That's My Dog and Wild Animal Games. Uh, It was acquired by MGM, or MTM Enterprises at the time, sorry. Uh, And then it included reruns of things like Catchphrase and All Clued Up. And then it became Challenge. Now, at this time of airing reruns, before it became Challenge in 1996, one of the first shows that they repurposed was old episodes of Blockbusters from long until the 80s into now. And that became a focal point for the network, which, as we all know, became one of the great big game show channels at the time and would be coming back in just a bit as we bring up more about how they brought back some iconic game shows and some things like Takeshi's Castle, for that matter. So 1997, they decided we're going to try and bring it back. We screwed up. BBC Two would air a version of Count of uh, Blockbusters, and in that version, it was hosted by a guy by the name of Michael Aspel. Yeah, he he was the host of things like Give Us a Clue and This Is Your Life and Strange But True. So he had a distinct rogue dignitary place, but it hmm. It didn't really fit the the mold, shall we say. Now, that version, uh, the 97 edition, only lasted 60 episodes and would quickly just fizzle out into obscurity. It barely even airs. It's it's one of those hard-to-find blockbusters. Although, fun fact about the 97 version, a young Stephen Merchant was a contestant on that blockbusters. And I guess you can also say that, besides Stephen Merchant, one of my favorite comedy actors... Uh, Connie Hugh was was one in '92. Uh, Mel Gedroich from Mel and Sue also a contestant early in her years, very young, and also Tom Scott of YouTube fame. Tom Scott uh, was a contestant in the 2000s revival, which we're about to talk about right now. So it didn't work out on BBC Two, but Lisa Tarbuck, comedian, funny actress, would host this brand new version of Blockbusters for a new era because we're in the Y2K era, son. Look at all the internet, computers, and beepity boops. Yeah, Sky One would do that show, which I'm going to tell you right now, Sky One, even though it's one of a premium cable service that you can get in the UK, most of the time... They don't do well when it comes to quizzes. Now, 97's version had adults. It didn't even have kids. So you completely destroyed what made it work in the UK by making it about adults. And it faltered on BBC Two. But back on Sky One with Lisa Tarbuck, it was admittedly a okay version. You can actually watch episodes about this. Fremontal has given you like the ability to watch blockbusters with lisa tarbuck i'm not kidding for free on youtube because it was the 2000s of course they decided no more slide projectors we are in the modern world of computers so everything was done through a computer screen and it did not hold up although lisa tarbuck is very funny it kind of comes across as like, well, you know, this is just kind of a, a game for like, like she's trying to be the fun substitute teacher rather than a game show host for quizzes. And she 
wasn't good at reading questions either unfortunately she's very funny she's a great like you give her a comedy show she'll not let out of the park you give her a quiz show it comes across as like your mom playing trivial pursuit and you're just like yeah that's great all right fine so that version falters after uh, 100 episodes and we are left with a void challenge would still repurpose these episodes they would still air the bob holness blockbusters sometimes they would do lisa tarbuck believe it or not but they just decided no no we have to try now it's our attempt uh they they saw they decided this was the opportunity to bring it back they did a one-off game show marathon you've heard of the game show marathon obviously so they did the game show marathon in 2007 uh, featuring Vernon Kay doing blockbusters. They look like the Bob Holness version, and they're like, yes, this is it. We are going to do blockbusters again. Because after 2007, they're going to pitch it. No luck. Pitch it again. No luck. And this has been just constant until Challenge just kept repurposing blockbusters, almost like how Game Show Network used to repurpose Jeopardy and Wheel episodes, but now they kind of just do Family Feud, which is kind of weird. Even though it's Sony owns, you would think that Sony would probably put more wheel in Jeopardy. I'm getting ahead. Okay. So in 2012, they bring back Blockbusters one more time, but this time on Challenge. And this time it's hosted by Simon Mayo. Now, Simon Mayo is a comedian. And once again, we're going to get kids to do the show. But Simon Mayo is a DJ, a radio disc jockey. He's not a newsreader. He's not a he's a comedy writer in a DJ doing blockbusters. So in this new challenge version, they play it exactly like it was in in 1983. You know, left to right, up and down. You're the kids talk about this, but because we are living in, I'm going to remind you, 2012, as in YouTube is now around, and not only is YouTube around, but Twitter is still around, so hey, hashtag Blockbusters. Hey, have an electric dictionary as a prize. And it got rebooted right on uh, May 14th, 2012. And this was months right uh, before, I mean, actually months after the death of Bob Holness. So Bob Holness passing uh, was detrimental. Everyone at the point was still going, oh my God, iconic a uh, presenter on television passed away. Blockbusters is a memory, and Challenge just got the rights to Blockbusters as the all-new Blockbusters. Originally, they call it all-new Blockbusters, but then they decided to fizzle out the Blockbusters name into just Blockbusters, because why would you call it all-new? Nothing new about it. It's the same format. But this time around, it was played on a projection screen with technology still. It was a very... Very cheap set, but it had a great theme song. It was Blockbusters. It was exactly what you remember from the TV show Blockbusters. Nothing really changed. The problem with the new Blockbusters was either they didn't like Simon Mayo as the host, which might be the case, or the fact it was on Challenge, which is just kind of a third like it's a it's a game show network so it's yeah we brought it back but do kids really watch the game show channel not really the ratings weren't there it turns out 
uh, even though they had celebrity specials, still wasn't good enough. And blockbusters, once again, after another revival, fizzled out. And it's like, this is a great quiz show. It's le- it's easy. It's two heads better than one. You're all kids. This is all modern stuff. You bring in what letter matches what we're looking for. And the prizes were just kind of okay. You get to check out a waterfall. Oh, joy. Which leads me to the last version, the most recent version, Blockbusters. On what channel can you think of would be the best place to put in uh, this great iconic quiz show that people get nostalgic for in the 1980s? Yeah, that's right. Comedy Central. Comedy Central presents Blockbusters. I'm pausing because I, that, that came out of my mouth, and I'm still disgusted saying that. This time around, it's presented by Dara O'Brien. Dara O'Brien, comedy host of Mock the Week and host of Robot Wars and Go Ape It on Dave. Dara O'Brien, a guy who loves math and science, which I guess fits what you're looking for, a smart person, but also a comedian because we want to liven things up. But this time around, they decided, you know what? This is Comedy Central, so let's just make fun of these kids and do all of our repackaged millennial jokes at them. Ha ha, you can't buy a house. Ha ha, you eat kale. Ha ha, you're bisexual. It's the most pathetic thing I have ever seen in a game show. And this is almost as much as 8 out of 10 cats does countdown. I understand. Look, I get it. It's a game show. It's 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 supposed to be funny and uplifting. I understand that. And 8 out of 10 cats countdown is the game show, but raunchy. So this is just that, but raunchy, but with kids. So it's not fully raunchy. We're just trying to go like a wink, wink, you get it? Ha ha. It's that kind of... Snark, 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 snark that I always see in the game show world whenever I see video game adaptations of game shows. Just like legit, just like try and find any game show that's played with friends hanging out on like a Skype call. It and it's just like a train wreck where they're all saying, You, you bitch, fuck off. Like that, that kind of thing does not feel like a really good game show. And I know they're just hanging out and chilling, playing a video game. But it's kind of like, no, but this is the actual game show. And this is supposed to be, I guess, a real game show. But they don't at all feel like it's serious. In fact, because of that, it feels flat. Now, the thing about this Blockbusters is the set is now amazing. This is like a really cool like Ring of Fire set with blue hexagons floating around and white hexagons floating around. There's a digital like LED hexagon board that makes everything look like a hexagon within a hexagon, which is really cool. The board lights up. So, yeah, there's still like the tech of like screen, so it's not really slide projector. But now it's no returning champions. It's a one-and-done game show. Yeah, it's a one-and-done game show. For every correct answer that you get on this brand-new version of uh, Blockbusters, you get 20 pounds, which I guess is kind of the equivalent of it since the 80s, so makes sense. I'm not really... That's a pizza. Uh, that's pizza money. You, see, you still get a pizza. 
but now there's spot prizes on the board too. Uh, so in addition to winning a wonderful uh, like block of 20 quid, you also win like a weird novelty bullshit thing that you would see at a uh, Urban Outfitters or a Spencer's Gifts. So it's like, well, it's a selfie stick, but it's not just a selfie stick. It's also glitter. Or this is an inflatable boyfriend. <laughs> this is like a soap on a rope, but the soap smells like bacon. Epic bacon. Ha <laughs> ha. Comedy funny. As we ask, like, uh, what F is the monster is actually the monster and not the name of the doctor that created the iconic uh horror villain frankenstein they get to play the same rules though it's first to win two games goes on to the gold run however in the event of a tie a the duo wins and the solo wins even after we make fun of their really crappy mascots and they do a big pro wrestling entrance high five in the crowd uh, we get to we get to see the the newest round the tiebreaker. In the tiebreaker, it's one letter, and they just keep saying clues until someone can give an obvious answer. It starts out difficult, and then it gets easier and easier and easier until someone rings in with the correct answer. If they buzz in correctly, they go on to the gold run. If they buzz in incorrectly, by default, the other team wins. So it's winner takes all. But remember, it's two against one. So someone has the advantage. Whoever wins goes on to the gold run where they have a chance to win a experience. They get to win a, a trip. It's a trip experience because millennials, you all love experiences. So how about you get to go to uh, Brazil at the Carnival? Wouldn't that be fun? Hey, it's great. How would you like to go to Toronto? That's that's how it goes. So then you would see uh, they get to choose between two categories. And those categories determine what's on the prize board. One's very serious. The other's very funny. Wacky, wacky. <sighs> and then they do the 60-second countdown, and they got to go through left to right. For each one that they get is, I believe, a... 50 uh, pounds extra and if they go through all of it they win uh think what would happen if they were able to do a hexagon stand up when they did hexagon stand up if they just would have just you know uh sped up the game and not tried to do hollywood squares banter comedy bits like it's a panel game show just throwing it out there so um Dara O'Brien gives them a hard time because it's funny. It's Dara O'Brien. Uh, hey, you win a Blockbusters hoodie and a reusable cup. Uh, and if it's you win and everyone's excited, and then let's all make fun of the hand drive by saying it's bad. Don't do the fucking hand drive, and don't fucking say, "Can I have a pee, please?" Because we're we, we're mature. It's a mature game show. Yeah. So that's about it. The Australian version, which landed from 91 to 94, played kind of like a mishmash between Rafferty's 87 version and Bob Holness because they casted, you know, teenagers 
but instead they decided actually let's uh let's just make it a 16 grid so the four by four and it's one v one game not two is better than one and each of the teams represents one different school for each one that they get they get five points and if they were successful, instead of getting more points for their team, they get a special prize for themselves. But then they get a prize for the school at the end of the week. Isn't that exciting fun? Yeah, exactly. But it ran for four seasons, uh, so it did something right. One thing I love about Blockbusters, however, is that because of how simplistic the board is, you just get 26 letters, shuffle them around, blah, 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 is the question writing is also relatively easy. You just have to come up with things sort of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, etc. That to this day, Blockbusters is such a versatile quiz format that you can just replay it again and again with different letters based on today's, today's time. What P is the vice president of the United States or what is known as or what is a one one hundredth of a pound in the UK? Pence. See what I did there? It's smart. Uh, you can do highbrow or lowbrow. And that's what also what I find it fascinating. It's pop culture. It's it's what's in textbooks. That's also fascinating. So stuff. So to me, this is one of those great quiz shows that always goes unnoticed. And to me, that's what I enjoy about the show. The question is always, should the show get rebooted in some fashion? It's already airing in the UK. Even though I don't like the UK version that much, better than nothing. To me, I would have rather seen this on ITV right at like 5 o'clock, right after the chase or something, something with the teenagers. And you just you have it be the scoring system exactly like this but not gonna happen is it uh so if i was to do it i guess if we have to do an american version right we got to do american we got to think america right uh you would try and get high schoolers right you have to do high schoolers for blockbusters and you would try your best to get a really smart person to do the job that the kids enjoy I can't think of any at the moment. I don't, you're not going to get like, who's the equivalent of like a John Stewart in the minds of Gen Z? Who is the comedy like Samantha B? Is it John Oliver? Trevor Noah? Like, like one of the, the daily show correspondents. Do they still watch the daily show? Or do you get like someone who's on YouTube do not ask me if to get like the conservative assholes because I don't think Ben Shapiro is very smart. I think he's a dud and he won't be a good host. So who do you fucking get that's like a smart newsreader that's kind of fun? That's who you need to host the blockbusters in America. Uh, Mo Rocca? Do you get Mo Rocca to do it? Mo Rocca used to do Daily Show. Um, and you just have it be... Uh, the team of two versus the team of one. Uh, and it's, you know, like the brother, sister, the best friends versus the solo. And I would just make it, um, I would probably just make it $50 for a correct answer. Just treat it like the Amer treat it like a bit of Comedy Central, but also modernize it a bit to make it 
uh, that they can go on for five games. So you, you will have carryovers. As much as I hate carryovers in game shows, uh, Blockbusters needs carryover. So you'll have like 50 bucks per correct board uh, if you win, uh, I say just win one game. You just do one game, you go on to the gold run. It's not best two out of three. It's just one game gets you to the gold run. And that gold run is for a prize. Uh, you're not really winning cash. It's just as long as you stay, you can win some money. There's five games. If you win all five games, it's an even bigger fancy trip. So here, this like this one's for the like MacBook Pro computers in the first gold run. The second gold run is for a, a trip to Boston or some local American city. Uh, three, uh, we will go with um, you. You get a, a cool video game setup, something that kids would enjoy. Four, you win yourself. Uh, a trip to a, a, for, a foreign country, you know, your your uh, Thailand, your China's, Japan's, France, whatever. And you win your fifth game. If you go through five games, you win five challenges and five gold runs. The fifth challenge is always going to be something really, really cool, kind of like a car or, or some flashy game show prize. Like here's fifty thousand dollars. Like you have to go something really huge. Then you retire them. Uh, so that way it, it becomes fun. You will see carryovers, obviously. But something about that screams fun. That screams, hey, it's a high school show. Let's learn about the kids. They still bring mascots. They still talk about stuff that they're interested in. If they want to plug their DeviantArt profile, people still have DeviantArt. They'll do that. If they want to plug their TikTok page, you can and you would just make it like a high school quiz bowl, but on steroids because it's blockbusters. Uh, a lot of game show. I mean, you could try and just do college. We don't really have a college bowl either in America. But I think, like, given the uh, what makes it tick, what makes it work, if you treat the kids like smart people who are very sophisticated and very funny. And just let them be themselves. You'll have a recipe for a very fat, fantastic quiz show uh, that can stand at least four seasons or more. What makes blockbusters work is the questions are not too tough, not too easy. Uh, a well-equipped host who's not just there to tell jokes, it's there to be fun, and great players who can understand left or right up and down i i think every single version of blockbusters since bob holness has kind of tanked and screwed the pooch and bill cullen's versions kind of faltered for similar reasons same as bill rafferty this is a really good game show a really good quiz show a really fun puzzle board but it goes to tell you, you need the right person for the job, the right casting for the job, in a right format with this cool grid quiz show idea for it to work. And it seems to be not 1v1 on a 16 grid. It seems to be a 2v1 on a 5x4 grid with one of the best board games ever developed. Why can't you just do that? Play the board game, but on the bigger screen. Not that difficult. Lots of fun. 
to me, that's why I enjoy blockbusters so much. There's nothing else really much to bring up other than uh, there's a thing called Super Blockbusters in the UK that's this real cool board game where it's a grid and you can place the little tokens that represent the letters on the board and they have little physical hexagons to put in that's not digital. I like that a lot. That's one of the coolest home games ever developed based on a game show. So it's a it's a must recommend for anyone who collects home games. Find the Super Blockbusters. Yeah, the questions are okay. But trust me, that board, very good. It's a very good board game. So that's going to do it for us here on the Patreon-exclusive Game Shows, I suppose, episode. Uh, Thank you so much for your donation, and I'll probably do this again in the future now that I think about it. Oh, well, good night, big smooch. I'm putting my hand right in front of the camera. Let's hand jive. (laughs) 